get in there. It is life. Amen. I said, it is life. Look at your neighbor and say, I got Zoe life. I'll tell you something about Zoe life. It creates an appetite. If you're not hungry for the word, you're kidding yourself. Right? Keep digging. Get in there. Let's get some, let's get a Zoe appetite and eat some word. Amen. Let's stand up together one more time. Hold your Bible up. Let's make a confession together. Lift your Bible up. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, I will never be the same. Shout it out. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God one more praise. He's worth it. Hallelujah. Father, we exalt you. Amen. God is good. Say, God is good. <laughs> there's, you know, I think that there's probably people here tonight and God's really, uh, the Spirit's really attempting to minister to you. I just feel it. I just feel like the Spirit really tempting to, to minister to some people. And you're, you're uh, slightly hesitant. You're not sure what's going on. I don't know. Maybe you're totally unaware of it. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get all ooky spooky on you, but I tell you what, I just, I just want God to have his way. Amen. And so I'm just going to talk for a few minutes and see what happens, see where we go, all right? But uh, we might run out and get you and drag you up and throw you on the floor or something like that. I mean, God only knows. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to do. But, I, I, you know, just, just relax. <laughs> And uh, let's see what happens. But, but I feel it in my spirit. God's trying to minister to people. You know, you know sometimes I think we're, we're in a pretty big hurry and God just ain't. You know, he's he just, he just wanting to do some stuff. And, and uh, uh, we're going to begin to talk about the glory. Look at your neighbor and say, glory. glory. <laughs> I, I remember growing up in church, uh, the guys, when they talk about the glory, it's always the Glory. Isn't that right? Talking about the glory. Ha! You know, throwing that ha afterwards in it. It's really cool. You know, I like that stuff. I like going to churches where they, where they got some ha in there. Amen. Praise God. Ha! He's on the move. Ha! That's cool. Ha! The glory. Glory. You know, look. A lot of times, a lot of, a lot of people are under the impression that the presence of the Lord is the same thing as the glory of the Lord. No, the presence of the Lord is, uh, you know, attracted by praise. The presence comes in. You can begin to sense the presence of God. Presence is kind of invisible. You know, you know he's in there. You can sense that he's there. But see, the glory, that's a totally different thing because the glory is when that invisible thing becomes visible. And the full characteristics of God, the full attributes, the, the uh, matter of fact, the word glory, it's kind of an interesting word in the, uh, in the Hebrew, uh, kabod, I think is what it is, kabod, it means the, the full weight of someone or something, uh, their, all of their, their, all of their nature, uh, in the Greek, it's the word doxus, where we get our word doxology, it's, it, it, it is a manifested presence, it is a, a tangible uh, reality, you know, you know what, you know what believers need. They need 
a tangible reality of God in their life. Man, I'm in a church all their life and ain't got nothing real. Hello. You, you know, been in ministry, been, been, been uh, you know, working in the, in, in the, in the church, been serving, uh, faithfully, been, uh, fighting all the way home and all the, hello. Uh, you know, they got the smile on at the front door, but man, life is a problem. Just off the property. Ain't no reality of God. We, we, we carry a, a, a emptiness out into the community and say, hey, I know God. And we, we don't know Jack. It's been a long time since we've been in the presence of God, let alone the glory ever showed up. We've had a couple goosebumps, Right? I tell you, people, people want the presence of God. People, you know, there's something about us. We, we need the presence of God. We, we are hungry for the presence of God. We'll go anywhere to, to check out the presence of God. I mean, you know, somebody's got, uh, you know, angel uh, feathers floating through the, through that. Well, man, we're packing up. We're going to go check that out. Why? Because we're hungry for something. But, you know, the fact is, is that living in the presence of God, man, that's, that's your right. You should get up every morning and be right in the presence of God, go to bed that night, and he's still there. Come on, guys. You know, it, you have to understand that if there ain't no presence in your life, then your life is not attracting the presence of God. If your life's not attracting the presence of God, you might want to change your life. Might, you might want to change your habits, your, your character. You, you might want to change your thoughts. You might want to change some choices because the presence of God, I'll be attracted to you. You, you. you know, you got the T-shirt, I'm his, right? You're born again. You got Zoe life inside of you. Well, God created you with a purpose. See, it, all around us, all around us, the glory of the Lord is everywhere, everywhere. All of creation manifesting glory. I mean, you, you know, flowers are blooming, birds are flying, fish are swimming, uh, you know, fruit trees are producing fruit. The glory of God's everywhere. If, if we but have eyes, we're going to see the glory of the Lord. Right? It's, it's everywhere. Look at your neighbor and say, it's everywhere. <laughs> Everything God created, he created with a seed of glory in there. Everything. You know, Think about it, the, the glory of the Lord. That is the full weight of his nature revealing itself. When, when the creation manifests its glory, it in turn glorifies God because God was the creator. It, we don't learn that until the first verse of the first chapter. In the beginning was, you know, God created the heavens and the earth, right? In the beginning, I mean, he's a creator by, so, by nature. So, it, it, you know, he manifests his glory in creation. And creation displays or uncovers or, or, or demonstrates the glory of God. Every, everywhere you look, you see glory. It probably is one of the, it, well, probably, not probably, it is the most important thing to God is glory. He protects it. Remember, he, he will not share glory. He's jealous about glory. Glory is pretty important. Um, 
when the bird is manifesting its glory and it's glorifying God, you're looking at that, at that creation and you know that God did that. Right? And, and it, it, is, it is exuding its own glory, which is in turn glorifying God. And see, and, and you and I, we're a little different from all other creation because we were made in the image and in the likeness of God. So when we were created by God, he put in us the, uh, uh, some special uh, effects that, that cause us to be separated from all other creation. See, when you look at creation around you and the birds and the fish and the flowers, you're seeing glory in its lowest level revealed. But what's inside of you? That unique thing that God put inside of you when you manifest your glory. A lot of people think uh, that, you know, all glory is God's. But, well, if you, could, if you are to give God glory, then you must own glory first. You can't give something that you don't possess, right? You, it is impossible to convey the, your house, the title to your house to somebody if the bank owns your house and you don't. Right? The greatest proof of ownership is the ability to convey. You can't give something you don't own. If you don't own it, you can't give it because it ain't yours to give. So if you are going to give God glory, then you've got to have some first. Right? I mean, you've got to have it or you can't give it to God. And, and uh, God wants you to give him the glory because he put it in you so that you could give, him, give it to him. See? And... It is important to God. There's two things that really hammer uh, out a way for glory. It is the two great impactors of glory. The first one is environment, and the second one is relationship. Glory cannot be revealed if you're not in the right environment. I mean, just consider for a minute. And we're just, like I said, we're just going to talk tonight, okay? In the next few weeks, we're going we're to get some, some stuff. It should just absolutely change everything in your world. But just to kind of seed your mind a little bit, get your spirit ready. Uh, you know, uh, you, you take a, a bird, and when is that bird in its glory? It's when it's flying through the air. When it's flying through the air, that bird is in all of its glory. Take that bird out of there, put it in a cage. You still got the bird, but not in its glory. Why? Because it's in the wrong environment. Right? You've just altered the environment. And now it's even its relationship with the wind and everything is totally different now. Take the fish. The, the fish is in the water. Do you realize you don't have to put swimming fish? They come with it. Right? God made them with that in there. Why? Well, that's, that's where their glory is at. They're going to swim and, and their, their gills are, are pulling oxygen out of the water. You can take that fish out of the water, put it in an in oxygen-rich environment, and it's still going to suffer and die. What? Wrong environment. You and I, we were created. Go back and remember Adam and Eve. Where were they? They were in Eden where they were having the great time every day in the presence of God. You know, every day that environment was conducive to the presence of God which developed the relationship they had with God. So since they were in that right environment, they had the right relationship and glory was beginning to manifest in their life. 
glory, them doing what they had actually been created by God to accomplish. You know, God put Adam in the garden. He said, dress and keep it. And he, he went to work. He had a job and, and he had a purpose and he had uh, the ability to experience fulfillment. And, and, and God, you know, moves ahead and, uh, you know, in, in, in time. And, and we've got Eve on the scene. We've got the family coming. We've got all things working. And then the enemy comes in and he tells Eve, if you eat from that tree, you'll be like God. Well, remember, she already was. She made in the image of likeness of God. She already was like God. So the enemy tried to convince her that she didn't have what she did have so that he could take from her what she didn't realize she had so when it was gone, she wouldn't know where it went. It's, it's uh, Mark 4, 24, 25. To him who has shall more be given. To him who has not, even what he has shall be taken from him. You know, be careful what you hear. Remember now, words are everything. Words are everything because words are going to turn into your thoughts, remember? Those thoughts are going to turn into emotions and that emotion is going to turn into choices and those choices are going to turn into habits and those habits are going to be developed into character and that character is going to determine final outcome. Right? So here's here's the deal. You got to be careful with what you hear because the word you hear is... You know, that's going to impact everything. If you don't understand it, be careful what you hear. That word hear is understand. Be careful what you understand. To to him who has understanding shall more understanding be given. And to him who has not understanding, even the understanding he has shall be taken from him. That's what happened to Eve. Here comes the enemy. says, if you eat of that fruit, you'll be like God. She didn't realize, I already am. I've been made in his image and in his likeness. I am like God. That's why the enemy's in here tempting, because he ain't. I am. Right? So he comes and he, he separates uh, Eve from God, gets her out of the environment. Why? Because he needs to sabotage the relationship. Why? So she can't manifest her glory. She's going to be outside the garden outside that environment where relationship, intimate relationship was, was worked on every day. Now she's got to fight her way back. Adam and Eve having to fight their way back. And God, God, have you ever wondered why he posted angels outside the garden to keep them from coming back in? Doesn't that seem like a harsh thing that a father would go to the, put, put angels on the outsides of the garden, don't let them back. Why? Well, because now if they come back and partake of the, of the fruit of, of life and death, you, you know, all of a sudden, if they eat that, then there's no hope for mankind. So he actually kept them out of the garden to protect them while he figured out a way to heal the environment so that they could build the right relationship. What you, what you and I are dealing with is an enemy that's constantly deceiving us, telling us that we don't have what we already do have. Remember, behold. Luke, Luke 10, 19, behold, stop, focus, and see this correctly. The thing that you think is impossible, it's already been accomplished. It's already done. You think it's impossible, but it's already done. I have given you authority, right? I, well, it did not happen in, in Genesis chapter 1 when God created man, and, and here's the difference. He gave him authority. We're supposed to rule like God. We're supposed to reign. Hello, guys. You're supposed to have authority, be living in that authority. And the enemy comes to convince you you ain't got it so that you'll give up what you already got and be moved away from the very thing that you've been hoping for. 
Now here the, he, here's the whole deal. Is the enemy, is what he really wants to do is destroy your ability to manifest your glory. Because if you can't manifest your glory, then you're never going to actually fulfill God's plan. What God created you for, it, he had a purpose. He had a design. You, you were created. You were created with, with, with purpose and destiny in mind. God has a plan for your life. M many, many people going through life don't know the will of God, don't know the purpose of God, don't know the plan of God. Oh, what? we got to get, get in the right env environment so that we can restore the relationship, so that we can uncover the glory that's been placed inside of us. Oh, there's something special in you. There's something unique in you. you you're doing everything you can to try to, to, to find a way to, to, to glorify God. I mean, if your heart's good, you're trying to find a way to glorify God. But there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, the ends thereof. Separate him from the end result. So e even when your heart's right and you're doing everything you think you should and everything that you, that you can think of to glorify God, still it doesn't really glorify God until it's his way. Right? So we got to get back in his presence so that the relationship can be healed and renewed and restored so that when, when God speaks, we go, I know that voice. Oh, I know that voice. I, I've been in the presence of God a lot. You know, I, I understand that. I feel that. Oh, yeah. David, going out and fighting Goliath, whole nation's cowering in fear, but David has something they ain't got. Why? Because he's been in the presence of God. You know, maybe even by mistake. He's sitting out there bored. He's got this watching the sheep thing down. Trouble comes in, he knocks it out. What are we going to do in the meantime? Play my guitar. And there's something about that. Well, you know, think about it. A artist, his glory is in painting. Think about it. Oh, and by the way, you don't have just one glory. We're going to talk about it later, but you're going to go from glory to glory. Right? From glory to glory. From glory to glory. Dude, there's some crazy stuff about glory. I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. You know, what is the mystery? It is Christ in you, the hope of Glory. There, there's, guys, you, you start studying glory. I mean, it's only used 200 times in the Old Testament and, and a bazillion in the New. It, it, glory's everywhere. We, we want glory. Hello, somebody. Amen. We want glory. Well, well, here's the deal. That, that when the artist paints, he's in his glory. When the musician's playing, he's in his glory. That is, in turn, attractive to the glory of God. You know, what is this deal with worship? Worship is not a service we go to on Saturday night or twice on Sunday morning. Worship is not a slow song. Praise is fast. Worship is slow. No. No, those things are tools that, are, that, 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 that we use to try to help prepare the environment, the atmosphere, to set the, to set the, uh, you know, the, the, the thing on course so that the, the presence of God comes you know god inhabits the praises of his people so you start praising and his presence starts coming here here comes his presence and, and but see worship is living in that presence until his glory 
uncovers itself. Worship is being so committed to God's presence that his glory is revealed. See, our worship service, what we call a worship service, in our mind, what we think is worship service, we, we struggle there because we can't wait to sit down. Our feet hurt. Hello? You know, my, my back, you know, man, I, I've been, you know, I, I'm tired. I, I, well, that's, you know what you got to do? You, you, you got to separate yourself from it. Not like you got to just, you know, dig through, endure the pain. You got to forget that, though. If, if it's painful to you, go ahead and sit, but just stay focused on that presence. Man, I'm putting a draw on the presence of God now. I'm going to put a draw on the presence of God now. I, 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 why? Well, because I need his presence to have the right environment so I can develop the right relationship so that his glory will be revealed in my life and I'll understand that which he's put inside of me. All of a sudden, I'll know what my glory is. Why? Well, because his glory is going to put a draw on mine. He put it there with a purpose. I said he put it there with a purpose. Look at your neighbor and say, God's got a plan. Look at this, Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love to all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Man, we're happy about what's going on. We're, you know, he, and he's writing this letter. We're, we're praying for you guys. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Okay, guys, here's what we want. We want the spirit of wisdom and the revelation in the knowledge, the understanding of him. Amen? That the eyes, check it out, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Here's what, here's what we want to pray. That the eyes of our understanding, that, the, that, that our heart would be so enlightened that we would begin to see things we ain't never seen before. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. What is the hope? That's the thing that's expected at the end. That is the expected end. Right? Jeremiah 29, 11. Ever heard this one? I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you an expected end. A hope and a future. An expected outcome. Here it is. What is the hope of that outcome? What is it that you've been called to do? He said, I want you to see what you have been called to do and what the riches of the glory of his, the riches of the glory, the riches of the glory. Listen to me. When you tap into your glory, that's where Jaira lives. I said, when you tap into your glory, when you got... Listen, when, when he is directing your steps, when you know what I've been created to do, that's what I'm going to give myself to do, then the riches of glory start covering all the expenses of everything else. My God shall supply all my need according to what? In what? My God shall supply. What verse is that, bro? 
Philippians what? Four. Ask you later. I'm asking you now. Somebody look it up right now. Uh, what? Huh? Four nineteen. Can you throw that up? Let's watch my girl work in the back. She is good. We don't even care about the background. Philippians four nineteen. We want the, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in what? Where are the riches at? In the glory. According to his riches in glory. You know what? It, you want what God got? You want to uncover what God put in you. My God shall supply all. You ever looked that word up in the Greek? It means all. Your need, according to his riches, in glory. Where are his riches at? In the glory. Look, look at this. Psalms 19.1. Psalms 19.1 says... Uh, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. The computer went down and the glory came up. Isaiah 6, 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Check this out. In the year King Uzziah died, Isaiah was a cupbearer working as a child, being trained for ministry all his life. When he went to church, he saw King Uzziah high and lifted up. But when King Uzziah died, oh, check it out. I saw the Lord seated on a throne. When we got the flesh out of the way, the presence of God came in. And it was His train that filled the temple. Check out verse 2. Above Him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces. With two they covered their feet. And with two they... It's gone. And they were calling to one another... Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. glory. Oh, guys, we get the flesh out of the way. What's going to show up? The glory. See, God might want to do some crazy things to, to, you know, to us. I mean, He's going to blow your mind, right? God will. But we got to get the flesh out of the way first. And a lot of us have been in places where we've seen the manifested glory of God show up and it was so odd, it was so different, and then we've gone around trying to duplicate it. You ain't going to do it. No, you want to get back and get out of the way. You want to get off that throne. You want to pull yourself down, man. You want to you, you remove yourself so that his self can fill the temple. Right? Let's get started with this temple. Let's get off that throne. And, and holy, holy, holy. What's, what's that word mean? Other than. 
different, pure. You want to be holy? All you got to do is be in agreement with God. Just agree with God. Well, what does that mean? That means find that purpose that he made you for. There ain't no greater way to be in agreement with God than to let out of you what he put in you for the purpose for which he put, put it in there. Look at 1 Corinthians 15. There's four, there, there are celestial bodies, the body terrestrials, uh, but the glory of the celestial is one. The glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars, for one star differeth from another star in glory. You know, there's all kinds of stuff that God wants us to do that he wants to uncover to us, that, that all different levels of glory that he wants to manifest here. Let, let me just read some of this to you. Just, and, and write this down if you're taking notes. Everything God created, he created with glory. He put glory in everything he created. And the glory of God is the full nature of God on display. Think about that. The full nature of God on display. That's what the glory of God is. When his full nature is on display. His full nature. If you study the nature of God, when we see the glory, what's going to happen? Well, you, you're probably going to go home healed. You're probably going to experience joy. You're probably going to know peace. Why? Well, because that's the full nature of God. So everything God created, he put glory in, and everything God created is to manifest that glory. That glory ain't to be hidden. That glory is to be revealed. God is pleased when glory is seen. God literally created you to expose his glory in you. God literally, the reason he created you was to expose the glory of God in you. Your life is to glorify God, to uncover what he put in you and say to the world, check it out. Amy, it's him, right? It's him working in me. When, when I'm in my glory, he is in turn glorified. The glory of man is to be like God made him to be, to rule and to be in fellowship and harmony with God. If we ask people, what were you created for? A lot of them would say worship, but worship is living continually in the presence of God and enjoying continual fellowship with God. Real worship is living in the glory of God. He's the creator. His creation displays his creativity. Everything he created, he created with glory. And our true purpose is to display that glory, to put God's glory on display in my life. So if the enemy can get you to display anything but God's glory, then he will contaminate the environment and sabotage the relationship. But if we can purify the environment, 
God will fill it with his presence and all of a sudden the relationship is being restored. We can enjoy, think about this, we can enjoy continual fellowship with God if we'll get in the right environment. We've got, we have a duty, an obligation to make sure that our life is producing, creating the environment that is attractive to God. All the sideshow distractions that we deal with on a daily basis, all of the junk going on, all the chaos, all, all of the confusion that's, that, that, that's stirred up so that we will be not focused on the environment that's going to pull God in. You're already like God. You were created in his image, in his likeness. He's already given you the authority. You already have the power to put the enemy under your feet. You have the, the uh, right and the authority to, to humiliate hell and to demonstrate the glory of God in your life. But what we've got to do is we've got to fix the environment. We've let all kinds of stuff come in and change the environment instead of us dictating it. Now, it's dictating us. Right? Guys, hear me. Well, we ain't ever going to glorify God until we learn to rule, ha ha have dominion in, in the arena that God's put us. You know, what, what's one of the major things we want to teach our children? How to have dominion in that bedroom. Right? Go home. Get in that bedroom. You rise up and rule in there. If you can't have dominion in your bedroom, you're going to have a hard time having it in your life. So rule and reign in that room. And we're going to come by and we're going to check out your character when we open the door to your bedroom. Hello? If I see chaos in your room, I guarantee you there will be chaos in your life. Come on, guys. Let's open up the trunk of your car. How do you ruin rain? What's the environment that you live in? If you've got the computer going, the TV's going, the iPod's going, everything's going, all these different voices going, and, and then you wonder, where's the presence of God? Well, what environment have you created? Is it attractive to His presence or not? If we will pass the test, we will be approved for a new, greater level. Right? Pass the test, become approved, you're approved for more. I think it's hilarious that the whole nation prayed the prayer of Jabez, asking God to increase our borders, and all that is a request for a test. Because God can't increase you until he approves you, and he can't approve you until you pass the test. So here we have the whole nation crying out to God, give us a test. He says, okie dokie, and then we whine because we're always being tested. Now, when I asked you to increase my borders, I wanted just bigger space, right? Now, God said, no, I can't just give you bigger space. You got to be approved. If you're in the airplane at 35,000 feet to go to 45,000 feet, you got to be approved first. There is no authority without being under authority. So here we are. We're, we're in a place where God has called us to rule and reign. Well, let's rule this environment. We ought to be able to come in here 
and create an environment that is so attractive to the presence of God that by the time we say boo, he is filled up in this room and glory is beginning to manifest. We're seeing the invisible God become visible. We're seeing the Lord lifted up. You know, in the year King Uzziah died, you should study King Uzziah. He's a pretty hot dude. Everything he did turned to gold. He, he was, created witty inventions and, and uh, he, he, he was really into husbandry, so he was blessed there. He had all kinds of cattle and all kinds of increase. And this, this guy was rich. But he just kind of got arrogant, full of himself, thinking he was it. Well, no, he had been manifesting his glory, which was in turn glorifying God. And when God is glorified, oh, the riches of glory are there. And here comes his opportunity to go to yet another level, but he can't pass that test. And he's struck in the head, and he's got you know leprosy, and he's gone. He's out of the picture. And, and here's Isaiah chapter 6. In the year King Uzziah died, I finally saw God lifted up. Can I submit tonight that when we get out of the way, God will fill this place. When we recognize, you know what we need to do? We need to release everything. We, we just need to let it go. We, we, we need to get out of the way. Look at your neighbor and say, it's probably time for me to move. One cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. What I see now is that it's his glory. His glory in you. You exposing him. See, a lot of us are waiting for him to show up. We need it, but really what we want to do, what we need to do is allow what he, him in us to be exposed. Man, he, he's, he put it in me. I, I got I to uncover God in me. I'm not unworthy. I'm not unholy. I I have righteousness through Christ. I am I am holy. I don't care what the devil says. I am holy. Even as he is holy. I'm in right standing with God. I need to I need to manifest his glory in my life. I'm not un, you know guys, are you feeling me? I I'm not dirty. I'm washed in the blood. I'm not beat up. I'm victorious in Christ. I am a conqueror. I am victorious. I am an overcomer in Christ Jesus. Man, I'm giving you your testimony now. 
I have what it takes to demonstrate the enemy's defeat. I have the ability to stand in the middle of a storm and lean my head back and say, check out God in me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. My final outcome won't be dictated by the environment I've been dropped into. My final outcome will be changed by the environment I'm about to unleash in here because I carry the presence of God with me everywhere I go. So you are a carrier of his presence. All we got to do is get the environment set right. You know, if you, you, you create the right environment, you can, create, you, you can grow pineapples and Pasco. Remember that? Some of y'all go way back. That was what we started in. We started the church on that. You create the right environment, you can grow pineapples and Pasco. Right? You have kiwi and Kennewick. You have something that starts with R in Richland. Rutabagas. You know, watermelon and Westminster. Create the, create the right environment. You can grow anything you want. Get the right environment. The presence of God's attracted. Get the presence of God. The relationship's restored. Get the relationship restored. Oh, glory, 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 glory. You're going to get funky weird for Jesus without being odd. You were created with glory in you. You just need the right environment so it'll come out. So it can be uncovered. You need to expose God's glory in you. You know what I want you to do? I, I just want you to close your eyes for just a minute. I'm going to have Tony, Marty, Stephen. Come on, little drummer boy. <laughs>